Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tea to Green podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Boy, what a great uh, week of golf we had. Started off, you start Sunday to Sunday. Tiger Woods winning for the first time in over five years. Just great to see. It was awesome. Uh, Tiger Woods winning the Tour Championship. Justin Rose, of course, winning the FedEx Cup. So two winners on that Sunday. And, of course, we lead into the Ryder Cup in France. My friend Doug Bell, who I work with on PGA2 Radio, had the pleasure of following Tiger Woods all four rounds inside the ropes. So I thought it'd be great to talk to Doug about the experience of calling Tiger Woods a winner again. Here's my conversation with Doug Bell. Well, well, Doug, I am I'm super jealous of you, my friend. Not not only because you're in fantastic shape uh, at your young age, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you got to uh, follow Tiger Woods for his first win in over five years. Just tell everybody how it was. Well, well, Kev, it was uh, it was incredible, and and you and I have been a part of a lot of great sporting events in our careers, and and most of them have been team sports, and you celebrate or. Uh, you feel the anguish when uh, the team that you're covering or the athletes that you've been covering uh, win or lose. But in this case, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure why I was lucky enough to cover them from start to finish. But yesterday, coming down 18 uh, was just one of those moments that it, it's hard to describe other than to say it was exhilarating. It was, um, you know, I had chills on my spine. Uh, hair was up on my arms. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, the the intensity, the emotions, the excitement—it was all there. I've never been any, ever been a part of anything quite like that. And then for Tiger to complete the remarkable comeback, and, and I, I've heard people all morning on various shows, you know, talk about my own year, his comeback, and Peyton Manning and George Foreman, and you know, I was uh, Michael Jordan came back right here. I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and of course he spent the summer playing baseball, and then went back to the Bulls. I was going to come back to But in my mind, uh, what I saw uh, from this guy, who virtually seemed like his career was over just a year ago, Kevin, and now he's back in the winner's circle, uh, beating the top uh, 29 guys in, in, on the PGA Tour. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was unbelievable. And, that, and walking down that 18th trail like that, you know, the, the crowd was so large, and it just overwhelmed security. They had no idea what was going to happen. They just came spilling out into the fairway, which made it even more special. I thought I was a little worried about Tiger when he disappeared in the middle of that crowd. Right. But it was, it was it was pretty neat. I tell you what, I I, I couldn't I couldn't sleep last night thinking about it. I drove back from Atlanta to Birmingham, which is about two and a half hours. I just my mind was just racing thinking about all the great stuff that was happening. Yeah, it, it had to be. You know, the scene. So I actually, I was watching and listening. So I was listening to the PJ yeah. Tour radio coverage, and then I was watching uh, the coverage too. So I had you know one ear, but you know, super super nerd, right? You know, had one ear buddy right, right. <laughs> listening to the broadcast. Um, and I do that often, by the way, and watching <laughs> it, and it was cool. Like Rory. Just looks at Tiger and takes off running, you know, to get up ahead of it. But Tiger just kept the stride, right? I mean, just kind of soaking it in. I thought that was really cool. Reminded you, you know, of the old Arnold Palmer, right? The Arnie Ar- Arnie's Army uh, when he'd walk up and walk amongst uh, the fans. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and and what 
Uh, I'm not sure TV showed it, but, you know, after he hit, uh, hit the winning putt, and obviously there was a celebration that ensued as he walked off the green, and he was greeted by a friend, Mark Steinberger's agent, who's been through all the ups and downs with him. I mean, Kept the, the bear hug that they gave each other, and that was just raw emotion. I was like, wow. I was, I was blown away. And then Matt Johnson and Matt Kutcher uh, flew over from Sea Island just to be there for the moment. Davis Love was there. Of course, a lot of these guys are uh, – Davis is part of the Ryder Cup congregation that flew over last night. But, I mean, all these guys were there just to, to tell Tiger congratulations. And Tommy Fleetwood, uh, he went into the scoring area and gave him a hug. Um, I mean, caddies, friends, uh, Justin Thomas and his parents were there. I mean, it was, it was really special. And, you know, gosh, you know, and I know when you look at an athlete or a coach's face, I mean, it truly is like a roadmap and just looking in his eyes and looking at the, the expression on his face, you could tell the tiger was very appreciative and and even the great Tiger Woods, I think, was a little blown away uh, by by what ensued after he won. I mean, it was incredible, Kevin. It really was. I mean, people were celebrating the greatest thing we've seen in modern times. Uh, looked like he was down and out just a year ago, and now he's back in the winner's circle. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, to me, it, it's it's probably the greatest sports moment I've ever ever been a part of. Actually, on the grounds, it was. It was just um, unmatched in my mind. Wow. Wow, that's saying a lot for Doug, uh, for those who don't know. I mean, Doug's called everything. Uh, NFL football <laughs> for Fox. I mean, no, I mean, you've been at major championships. And uh, to say that, that's really saying something. You no, know, I, I tell people um, yeah, that they ask me what it's like. And really, the only time I've, I had Tiger Woods once um, – and it was when we used to do uh, the early morning coverage uh, for PJTour.com. That was right. The tournament he got hurt, the Honda Classic 2014. I had him Thursday, Friday. And then I didn't have him again until Boston a couple of weeks ago. And so people are asking me what it's like. And I said, well, it's it's when you get assigned Tiger, it's it's like a tournament within itself. It's different. And you're, you're, you're right. I mean, your whole outlook on, on the job that day is different with Tiger Woods. You're walking, so it's a little more physically demanding. Uh, you know, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but you know, we sometimes we have to hop from hole to hole, so we have a support cart nearby. But yeah, when you're with Tiger Woods, you pretty much say, "I'll text you if I need you." Right? I mean, that's pretty right, much right. what the case is uh, with that. And but the energy, right? I mean, you can feel it. You talked about the hair standing up in your arms, Doug. There is a different energy that you can feel, right? Oh my gosh! Um, and yesterday it was so intense, and that and obviously Rory was taken aback. I mean, here's you know one of the great young players in our game today, four major championships, and uh, he was out of his element right from the get go. The crowd certainly affected the way Rory played. I know he was um, he was glad to be a part of it. You could tell by the embrace that he gave Tiger at the end, but the uh, the crowd threw Rory out of out of kilter. And it was so big. You know, Kevin, it's the last group of the day. There were only 30 guys. So uh, when the course would go up and back, and it does at East Lake, you know, you go up a hole, then you come back, and it, the whole front nine is like that, up and back. And so every time they finished a hole, the crowd would just go over on the empty hole. And so it was like, wow, we were totally engulfed on both sides. 
and it was like that until 18 when finally it spilled over into the fairway. I, in all my years out there on the PGA Tour, I've never seen anything like that. And security was trying their best, but they were completely overwhelmed. And the crowd was great. There was, there was no mischief. Nobody was malicious. They just wanted to be out there walking with this rock star. I mean, you know the Rocky movie where he's running through the streets and all, and all of a sudden yeah. he gets up to the, uh, the top of the stairs and all these kids, thousands of kids have been running with him. That's what it was like. I mean, here's this rock star out there walking down 18 and these people with their iPhones and they're patting them on the back and they're just running along and they're screaming and hollering. Uh, oh, my gosh. I, we'll never see anything like that again, Kevin. We, it, that was one of those moments that we'll be talking about 10, 20, 30 years from now. I've been around 30 years. <laughs> but um, that, that's just one of those moments that we'll never, ever see again. Yeah, I mean, enjoy that. You know, whether I was lucky enough to be there, but for those watching on television, just just put that in the memory banks because that'll never, ever happen again. It was just one of those special moments. It all came together. Perfect storm, as they say. Uh, Doug, so take me through uh, the winning call and your preparation for it. Um, <laughs> well, because, you know, I mean – Going into the final round, I mean, Tiger is the, the greatest front runner ever, right? I mean, he's uh, he's, right. he's like a, yeah. a great, uh, you know, triple crown winning racehorse. He gets a lead. He doesn't relinquish it. He loves to run from the lead. And, you know, that's where Tiger loves to win from. So, um, to me, I, I, I don't want to say I didn't doubt he's going to win, but I like he's going to bring this home. I mean, he's done it so many times. So, you had to, in your mind, say, all right. When I get to the 18th hole, and I'm sure, you know, you're looking at the leaderboard after nine holes, okay, then, you know, the lead diminished a little bit. But uh, it was, you know, once he put it in that bunker with a second shot, you're like, okay, this is, you know, he's – well, actually, when the ball, the ball was safe on 15, you probably figured, okay, he's bringing this one into the house here. So you start going through, okay, what am I going to say to capture this moment? And – I love how you did it, but can you kind of take us through what your thought process was for that winning call? Well, I, I tell you, Kev, um, I've always been a guy who um, <laughs> this is kind of my personality. It's kind of spur of the moment, um, ad lib, uh, whenever it comes to mind. That's kind of what I've always done. But I, I will say, um, the night before, and I kept thinking about it, and it, I was debating in my mind, is this one of the greatest comebacks in sports history? I just go because we had Ben Hogan, and, and obviously that was an incredible comeback. Austin Ritter said about that. But, I mean, is this, is this the greatest comeback in sports history? And it kept, you know, I kept thinking, going, no, that's, that's hyperbole. And I kept telling myself, don't get caught up at the moment. It, it's not that big. You know, it is, you know, it's, it's just another comeback. And then the more I thought about it, I said, you know what, if he pulls this off tomorrow, this is Saturday night, I said, it is the biggest comeback. Because I kept thinking about, all that he'd been through, he had more than five years. And, you know, when you think about that, and the, so the two things in my mind were biggest comeback in sports history, and I think it was 1,876 days, whatever the number was, uh, number of days since he last celebrated the victory. And those two things in my mind, I, I just kept thinking about those all day long. And, and then as we got close, as you mentioned, 15, that ball almost went in the water. Very fortunate. 16. He got a bounce out of the deep rough behind the green, which was a very fortunate break. Uh, and he managed to salvage a bogey. And then a 17, a poor drive, flies the green, gets it up there to four feet, which is no gimme. 
but he rolled that in. So with a two-shot cushion, and he had some perfect time at 18, that's where it all came together for everyone, and for me, too. As I saw hit the drive, and then, as we've already described, all that happened walking down 18, it just clicked in my mind, this is the greatest comeback in sports history. Um, Debatable, certainly. We mentioned those before. Um, they'll, they'll tell you where it ranks, but in my mind, it is the biggest. And it's one that, again, I just believe that 50 years from now, people will still be talking about this one. Maybe not George Foreman or Lemieux or Michael or Peyton. They're going to be talking about this one. Uh, pretty remarkable stuff. Because I don't believe there's an athlete who's done more for his sport than Tiger Woods. And right now, with this victory, the popularity of professional golf has escalated to a point I'm not sure we've ever seen it before. And now the Ryder Cup happens later this week. I mean, how many eyeballs are going to be tuned in to watch the USA against Europe? With Tiger leading the charge, Kevin, pretty remarkable stuff. It really is. Uh, you know, and I, I'm the guy who hates hyperbole, and I, I hate it when guys say, oh, that's the greatest ever, or you know, that's the best thing you know we've ever seen, but I think it was. I, I really do. I, I just don't think you can downplay what he accomplished. Uh, it's truly remarkable. Um, what he's pulled off. I, I mean, he's a golfer, and, he, and his spine is fused together. Right. I, and his swing now looks better than ever, Kev. I, I don't know. <laughs> pretty, pretty remarkable stuff, if you ask me. No, uh, it, it, it is remarkable. Um, I, I think, you know, so in Boston, he looked tired to me. He's played a lot yeah. of golf. Uh, and coming back, Matt, the physical demands and the demands of being Tiger Woods um, are tremendous. I think that week off uh, did wonders for his body. His mind, yeah. I, tell me, you know, whether it's the greatest comeback or not, you're right, it is debatable, but, man, it's it's in the top three for sure. It's There's no question it's in, <laughs> in the discussion, right? If we're doing, you know, the Sports Center here, it's, a, you know, that's one. Hogan, Ben Hogan coming back uh, also, you know, the world of golf is uh, another yeah. fantastic one. And I guess maybe you could argue Bo Jackson, right, uh, with an artificial hip uh, going out there to play professional yeah. sports. That's pretty incredible. I- but I think I think Tiger Woods is the uh, most mentally tough athlete we've ever seen. To to do what he's done, Doug, to come back from what he's I mean, not just the physical part, but the um, substance apart uh, part of it uh, from you know the traffic stop and you know uh, what was there and just everything he's gone through personally and a five year gap and to stay at it when. He's accomplished all the things he's accomplished. A lot of guys would just say, eh, all right, I've done enough. I'm going to go uh, run my businesses and, and make money and, and live a great life. But, no, this guy's a competitor. I mean, he's a champion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well said, Tim. I couldn't say any better. And, and I, I wanted to mention this, too, because what I saw at Eastlake um, was a different Tiger Woods in a, in a lot of ways. Thursday, she's 65. And the old Tiger Woods would have been loose. You know, you know he, he was going. He would have been paper. He stays out on the practice putting green to joke around with Webb Simpson and Paul Tesori and work on the putting a little bit, but just to be one of the guys. And and as he prepared for his round every day, I was out there. You know, he'd come out to the putting green to go to the range. I mean, he would he would be out there rubbing elbows with the guys, joking with everybody, smiling, laughing, telling stories. Um, shows up at the golf course yesterday 
uh, you know, our cat was right there when the player's parking lot is. He walks in, um, hat backwards, sunglasses, Nike tank top, uh, short, basketball shorts, high tops. Um, he looked like a kid, and he's, he's carrying his red shirt and his pants on a hanger <laughs> as he's just walking across the green uh, saying hi to people. I mean, I was like, this is a completely different Tiger Woods who was, who was enjoying the moment, uh, obviously, and but he's enjoying uh, his new position as an elder statesman. And all these young guys, uh, whether Justin Thomas or Jordan Speed or Patrick Reed, I mean, all these guys who idolize him now get to play with him and now ask him questions. And he is more than happy to help and give advice. I I just it really the the complete turnaround from being that that uh, that, that killer that that guy who wanted to step on your throat and wouldn't talk to you and was just steely eyed and now he's just so appreciative of where he's been where he is now. I, it's a, just a remarkable turnaround. Um, and listen, I don't know him personally. All I know is that when we walk with him and talk with him, he's always really nice and he gives us great. You know, time afterwards in this interviews. But I sure am glad I've had an opportunity to walk with him inside the ropes. I just, pretty special stuff, Kevin. You've been there. Um, I don't know, being able to walk with the greatest of our time, uh, that's, that's stuff I won't soon forget, that's for sure. Yeah, right? I mean, that's what <laughs> I, I'm glad you said that, Doug, and, and well said. I mean, people ask me, uh, you know, especially golfers, hey, you know, uh, what's it like? I'm like, it's everything you think it is, right? I mean, it's just, yeah. it is, yeah. it's as special as you dreamed it would be. That's what it's like being right there. It's, it's pretty incredible. We, we are, I don't want to say, you know, say too much because, you know, um, I don't want to say we do it for free, but pretty close, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, and you know, the one thing I will say as we head to the Ryder Cup uh, and watching him, and his game is not perfect. It's pretty good. But his putting this week in a short game, uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, if he can sustain that for the Ryder Cup, that is going to be huge for the uh, for the USA team because it was the old vintage putting stroke. Um, and his, his touch around the greens, getting up and down, his bunker play, wow, that part of the game is really, really good. And so I, I don't know. You know, he went back to the old putter a couple of weeks ago. And it, it, that part of the game looked, looked like the old Tiger. I mean, he was hitting all the clutch putts. Yeah, no, it it, it certainly did. Uh, fun to watch the Ryder Cup. You mentioned the Ryder Cup's going to be fun to watch. We get to start our morning uh, with golf, with it being uh, over in yeah. over in France. So that's going to be great. And I wonder if we'll see Phil and Tiger together. What do you think? <laughs> I don't. You know, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think. You know, uh, in the practice round, uh, Tiger played nine holes with Bryson DeChambeau, uh, which some people were talking about. Maybe maybe they're going to be paired up together. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, Jim Furyk now has a nice mix. And he does have the old guys, uh, relatively speaking. I mean, 42 and 48, speaking of Tiger and, and Phil. Uh, but I think they would team up well with, with a younger player. And... Um, Phil didn't play real well. He finished dead last at the tournament. So, uh, you know, heading to the Ryder Cup, I don't know if that's a concern or not. I mean, it's, it's kind of a different element of the team game. But then on Sunday, you are playing an individual match. So we'll see what happens. But um, I would, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see how the crowds react to Tiger too, especially on Sunday when he's in that individual match against whoever. I just, you know, Tiger against Rory or Tiger against Justin Rose or Tiger against uh, whoever. I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, you know, I can't wait. I am so looking forward to it. I w- I wish I, I was in Paris, but I. I couldn't pull that off. Right. I'm with you. Um, Well, final thing I'll ask you, Doug, where would you put Tiger in Sunday? Would you put him uh, him last or you put him, you know, maybe third to last? That's usually where uh, it comes down to. And it's always amazing, too, how, well, it's just a random draw, but you get the matchups you want to get, right? I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, last time you played was Medina. Uh, and he was in the last match against Francesco Molinari, and he was asked about that this week, and as he said, he thought um, at the time, as things were playing out, he said, you know what? Um, he, he said, with nine holes away, he goes, this is going to be the match. Molinari and I are going to decide this Ryder Cup. Ultimately, it, didn't, it had already been decided when they were coming up 18, but you know, he played last at Medina, um, I don't know if you put him out last or not. Uh, you know, with all the great players that uh, the Americans have, whether it's Dustin Johnson, um, Justin Thomas, I mean, they're they're playing pretty well. DeChambeau came back on the weekend and played a little bit better. Uh, you wouldn't put him out last, but, you know, I don't know. I, I might put out Justin Thomas or Dustin Johnson. But Tiger Woods still has that uh, – I mean, the Tiger factor was in effect yesterday. That's right. We talked about Rory – losing a few shots because of that, so I don't know, Ken. Well, you'd have that, to. That might not be a bad idea. You have to figure out who you're putting ahead of them, right? Because of people right. getting getting people to get in position, somebody would not be bothered by all the traffic. So that that'll be the fun part for Jim Furyk yeah. and the Ryder Cup. I won't I won't press you for a prediction just in case you're going to pick Europe. So I won't I won't press you for a prediction, Doug. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is funny, though, Ken, because people ask me all the time, aren't you really rooting for the Americans? Sure I am. We all are. But at the same time, um, and you've been lucky enough to be out there with me, the guys in the European team are really good guys, too. Yeah. Uh, Justin Rose and, and all these guys. Uh, Spencer, and we've all talked to them and laughed with them and joked with them. Um, and the caddies, uh, Mark Culture, Justin Rose's caddy is a good friend, and John McClaren, uh, Paul Casey's caddy is a good friend. And Casey's another guy. I really like. So while we're rooting for the Americans, I find it hard to root against the guys on the European team because we know them all. And they're all really good guys. So that's the thing with what we do. We know them all. Uh, so I guess you got to root for somebody. And I root for the Americans. Uh, but I'm also I'm going to be enjoying uh, the action from both sides because we know all these guys so well. Yeah, I, I root for the back nine on Sunday. That's what I root for. Right? There you go. <laughs> well yeah. yeah, you want America to win? Yeah. America to win, but you want it to, to come down to somebody uh, making a putt, not missing one uh, for the Ryder Cup to keep uh, that tradition going. Hey, Doug, I appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, thanks so much for sharing the experience uh, with Tiger Woods at East Lake in the Tour Championship, and always great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, Kim. I'll, I'll see you soon. My thanks again to Doug Bell. How awesome it must have been to be there, and really cool for him to share what it was like. I mean, Doug has called all all sorts of big events, professional, college, and majors in golf, as I've mentioned, and to 
Say that Tiger Woods' win was just one of the greatest moments. Uh, the greatest moment he's witnessed in person uh, is, an, is awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And Doug is uh, one of the best. I uh, love working with Doug Bell. Does an awesome job bringing the emotion on the fairways of the PGA Tour. This week is the Ryder Cup in France, and it's going to be great. Tiger Woods winning just heightens the event, if that's even possible, right? <laughs> even more. It is the Ryder Cup. Uh, Team USA trying to defend the Ryder Cup, trying to win one on European soil. It's going to be awesome. As far as predictions, USA team is strong, but but so is Europe on their home soil. And, boy, I'm just not sure whom I can pick. I mean, Europe has had such a strong team this year. Molinari's playing great. Fleetwood's playing great. John Rahm uh, in the Ryder Cup playing great. Rory McIlroy, the emotion he has. I mean, he's got to play against Patrick Reed again, doesn't he? Uh, he's just got to be great. Or does he go against Tiger? I mean, that's that's going to be the fun part is Sunday. I think it will be close. I think it'll come down there. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say USA. I mean, right, easy limb, right? You can pick one or the other, but USA will retain the Ryder Cup. It'll come down to that second to last match. That's where I think it'll be decided on Sunday. Should be should be great stuff. Well, thanks for joining me for this edition of the T to Green podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll certainly have more to come next week right here. And, hey, don't forget to get out and play golf. Fall, even though we got back to school, all the stuff, kids' activities, just find a way to squeeze in even nine in the uh, cool, crisp air of the fall. The leaves color changing. Just beautiful setting out there on our golf courses here in western New York and, frankly, all over the country. But get out there and enjoy that round. And remember, if you need a fourth, give me a call.